A big thank you to Anne Superiority Complex for providing our theme song. It is December 15th, 2019. My name is Zach Weber, and tonight I am joined by professional podcast host Zenger. Dude, we just wanted to have a good time. And Mando Russ. This is the way. Hello, thank you. And returning from the netherworld of the Force, Force Ghost Jim. Evening, everybody. He's back, folks. The Force Ghost is here. The Rise of Skywalker. He was part of the Force Ghost Parade. And I guess it should be stated that this episode will be coming out after the Rise of Skywalker. So uh, I guess we can finally talk about that fantastic moment when uh, the Force Ghost Parade happens. Yes, yes, Force Ghost Parade. We got all the Force Ghost arms, Force Ghost Java sail barge. It was, it, I, I cried. I didn't say it last week, but I cried. I heard a little bit of Emperor's theme in that little triumphant thing at the end. I don't know. I have to go back and watch it 50 more times. But <laughs> Yes, I've already seen the film 16 times, So, uh, but no, who's counting? I still haven't watched it. <laughs> Zanger's doing his own version of a not watching Avengers Endgame. He's doing that. Oh, boy. I need to rewatch like, all, everything leading up to it first. <laughs> every episode of Clone Wars, every episode of Rebels, every episode yes. of uh, Mandalorian, Resistance. And read all the content, too. Oh, jeez. All the books, comics. Yep. Even the Thanks. stuff that's not canon that contradicts the stuff that is canon. <laughs> uh, good point. But no, we are talking about episodes four, five, and six of The Mandalorian. Uh, I think everybody kind of knows our thoughts on the show so far, but one person who we've not heard from is the Force Ghost himself, Jim. So, Jim, we have you here. Uh, I remember, uh, God, a few months ago, you were quite excited for this show, but now that you've had six episodes to sink your Force Ghost teeth into, what do you think of the TV show so far? I enjoy it. It feels like Star Wars to me, but it's got it. it some it seems pretty shallow and. Uh... I thought there'd be more of certain things on other things, but you know what? I'm enjoying it so far. I guess that's the, the biggest measure of it. There's been some episodes that I really liked and other ones I'm like, oh, why did they do that? Okay. <laughs> so out of all these episodes so far, Jim, which one has been your favorite and which one's been your least favorite? I like the first one. <laughs> <laughs> and which one's been your least favorite, Jim? My least favorite, fourth one. Which is the one we're talking about today. Right. One of the ones. The no. fourth one. Hold on, wait. The fourth one's the one where it's the um, planet. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Good. Just wanted to make sure. All right, Jim. So I guess one final question to give our audience some context when it comes to you in this show. Uh, how many baby Yoda toys have you pre-ordered so far? <laughs> oh my god none of them but they've already made the rounds they've there's been people that have already manufactured them on their own and they're already showing up at troops 
and people are going absolutely insane over the stupid little puppets. I kid you not. Oh yeah, you could have. Um, how many people in your um, in your thing are working on the Mandalorian? Everybody, we had generic man- Mandos there, and everybody walked up and said, "Oh, you're a Mandalorian. Oh, you're a Mandalorian." It's never happened before. They're always mm, called wow. Darth Vader. They're always called something. Never, ever, ever, ever. But last night, they did not get called anything else but Mandalorians. Nothing. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, is there, are the Mandalorians in the five hundred first kind of separate? Isn't that like they have like a almost like a bounty right. hunter guild or something? Or right. Mandalorian uh, force. They have their they have their own thing, right? Right. The Mandalorian Mandalorian Mercs. Right. They have their own group. Right. This is the way. <laughs> have their own saying now. I'm sure the cosplayers are going with this. They have like they got every word he says. They got to write down every little part of their culture, which is that's cool for them. You know what? Maybe a little bit of that was there was kind of a rumor going around that Lucasfilm with the Mandalorians not taking off their helmets. We're going to try to lean that towards everybody else, making that canon and people not be able to take their helmets off during troops. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> They're going to switch it, quick. Oh, wow. Well, it, it blew up. It blew up big time because one person posted couple people posted some Clone War scenes with their buckets off out of that. And then everybody responded, including myself. Everybody took pictures because we got all got pictures. That's the one thing we've got out of this whole thing is pictures. And everybody had sent pictures of their buckets off and hundreds of pictures rolled into this thread on Facebook. Hundreds of them. Because the Mandalorian Mercs Club or somebody, I don't know which club was wanting to make the helmets have to stay on to stay with the, the new canon. But it, it blew up big time. <laughs> That's great. That's really great. All right. So with that being said, I guess we've laid out. Anything else you maybe want to say about The Mandalorian before we delve into the uh, four, five, and six episodes? The new. There's been a couple things that I was like, really, really. I was like, oh, yes. And a couple things I went, oh. But it's okay. We can go with it. We'll, we'll see if we stumble across them as we go. All right, so Russ and Zenger, we've been talked. We've talked about every episode of The Mandalorian so far. So, uh, what do you guys think of episodes four, five, and six? Is this any new favorites in here, or how do you think they relate to the rest of the series? Uh, it's, it's. I like that we. It's kind of established now that this is going to be a one-off, you know, episodical show where the, there's a big story, but it's. It can. You could kind of switch some of those episodes around and watch them. I think we said that last time, but yeah. You you could switch them around a little bit. It really wouldn't matter. You would get what's going on. And you could also just watch it episode on its own as long as you have a vague idea of what's going on, which is strange for a Star Wars thing. And I think that's taking a lot of adjusting right now. But I I really enjoyed, I guess, six the most out of the last three. But I still there was still something in all of them I really enjoyed. Um, I mean, I've, I've been enjoying all of this so far. I'm kind of looking at the overall, like, peaking and um ebbing and flowing of like the ratings and stuff um according to imdb which i'm currently on right now episode three i mean chapter three sorry we should refer to these as chapters because apparently that is easier because if i keep saying episode two my blood pressure is going to go through the roof uh chapter three the sin has the highest rating on imdb and the lowest is um five and I mean, four and five are tied at 7.8. Um, I've been enjoying these so far. Um, I'm, I'm really liking them. I, 
don't have really any complaints to be honest well that's wow that's uh... yeah i mean i i I have tiny little gripes on stuff which i'm sure we're gonna get into but i have nothing that's like made me go enough i'm turning off this the podcast is dead i i have not had (laughs) zach level of anger yet nobody has zach levels levels of anger no Um, i take medication (laughs) (laughs) all right jim i know you weren't too thrilled with episode chapter four but what do you think of chapters five and six you know what? I enjoyed them. I'm glad they went back. Kind of, you know, the uh, the fan moments with episode five. Particularly, I enjoyed episode five. But I envisioned things a little bit different on Tatooine than they did. But I'm not going to be extremely too picky on that. I like the stripped down Tatooine. If you compare it to like, you know, what, what we got it by the end. But, you know, by the time of the prequels and the special edition where Tatooine was, I mean, even Mos Eisley especially, just such a mess, so much stuff. It was good to see it kind of stripped down a little bit. And, you know, it felt really cool. I just enjoy the fact that the Empire is no longer there to put their heels on the droids going into bars and running them. That now droids are more than welcome to not only come into the bars, but are also welcome to run the bars, too. Yeah, Zanger Skippy made it there. Skippy's still around Tatooine. Still skipping around. Now he's at the bar. Yep, yep that's right. So at uh, four, five, and six, I I really liked episode four. Five. Five has chapter. one. Re- oh, good Lord. Jim said episode. You didn't correct him. Uh, chapter five, I, I didn't hate it as much as chapter one, but I still kind of hated it outside of one scene. Uh, chapter six is phenomenal. It's everything that the show should be. Uh, I know some people don't like chapter six. I know in the Knights of Vader Facebook group, we were talking about that. And it's like, people are like, oh, it's the same thing over and over again. I'm like, it's space Western. I'm like, it's perfect. Leave it alone. No, this is, this is chapter six is heist movie. Yeah. With uh, with a little bit of um, alien thrown in there. Well, there's some alien homages in there. I know Zanger and you've already successfully, you know, fixed episode two, uh, but it, I've never tried to either fix any of them. But for some reason, whenever I thought about episode one, I'm like, how would you make it better? I always thought that I was like, Anakin should have been on like a prison ship and gotten out. And it's almost what this episode was. So some weirdly in my own head cannon, I was like, they're doing it. They're fine. There's a prison ship. Like we thought that would be a cool Star Wars scenario. And it turned out it, it was. I really loved uh, episode six. So chapter Chapter, chapter six. six. <laughs> chapter six. I was about to say, you just proved hands down why it's important to distinguish chapters from episodes, because that would have been very confusing otherwise. So I would be like, wait, Anakin was in episode one episode one of this? Very Zinger cool, fixed yeah. episode two? What? Like, I don't remember See? Prison Break and Return of the Jedi. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why they're chapters. And that's why we'll continue to correct Zach this entire episode. And Zach, boy, you had to love just the way they get the little bitty cameos of all the prisoners in the cells. Like, they didn't bonk you over the head with it, but what, you saw Rio, and we saw an Imperial officer sitting in there. Like, I love that little prison montage of those guys. I like there's, like, one guy, like, in one of the cells. He's kind of, like, just, like, I don't know what he looked like. He looked like like a... Pigman. It was a Pigman. Yeah, Yeah, that's it was. Seinfeld. I'm like, it's Pigman. I'm like, where's Kramer? Um, No, I like that. Uh, I did like the fact that we have Clancy Brown's character. The oh yes, the, the yes. devil. We have the devil. Richard Pryor's the devil came back. Right? Sorry, I'm picking <laughs> stuff. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> but yes, Russ, the devil's You're back from Richard Pigman. <laughs> that was the other mission. They had to go find the Pigman. <laughs> I I was nice to see Clancy. I, I I first thing I did I I was 
I was working on a 3D program, and I, he spoke, and I went, ooh, Highlander, the Kurgan, yes. There's a yeah. lot of cameos in these in, in this episode, like from people who've done voice acting, too. Yeah. For oh, Star Wars. If we're talking about, yeah, just the cameos, I know we're just talking about Chapter 6 right now. Uh, there was a lot of cameos. Oh, my God, episode? And... Zach, you have to know, I, the one little thing that annoyed me was the one cameo, one of the last ones we see, and you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, God, yes. Wait, wait, did, did, does this helmet have a hat on it? Like, like, like a little hat emblem? <laughs> oh, my God. God. Yes. I, I, okay, I gotta be very careful how I phrase this. You I, can see a hat on it. Do you really? <laughs> the helmet is a hat. He had one under there, for sure, smushed. <laughs> Okay, I when I saw him, yes, I did roll my eyes with Cowboy Hat Man. But once I realized they had Deborah Chow and they had yes. Rick Fumayima, uh, I enjoyed I think, that part of it. I didn't realize that at first because I have never seen what they look like. I just we all come on, all of us know what Cowboy Man looks like. We don't know the other two directors. Like I wouldn't, re I didn't recognize like Gareth Edwards. You know, in a, you'd have to point it out sure. just like them. Yeah, like I said, the only thing about it, though is that Cowboy Hat Man is like playing an X-wing pilot, and it's the most unlike charismatic pilot we've ever no, seen in he, Star Wars. Yes, smiling. I agree with that. I agree with that. It was so half-hearted on the delivery of the lines. I was like, "Really? You just jumped out of hyperspace and you're getting ready to tear some new ass?" And you go, "Oh yeah, there's the track. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. let's just blow this entire station out of the sky, guys. <laughs> no questions asked. New Republic all the way." Their friend could have been there. They didn't know. They just had that um, that that distress well, signal. And I went, which... Okay, now wait a second. No, okay, the tracking fob. What the hell is it tracking? Because it went active when they were all standing in the control room. I think it's something maybe that like you know what if that guy like gets kidnapped or I don't know what would happen. Then maybe they just follow the beacon itself wherever the voice it goes. Of Anakin Mando Skywalker. had to know that. I, I just sat there and then I thought, well, ended up. How did it end up in his waistband? How? What? How? <laughs> how, how it's Mando how magic. That? You don't think about it. Well, Mando magic. There you go. I'll take that. And then, what is it tracking? Is it tracking where I, it I is? Just, well, I don't. But but if that can't be the case, because remember the big deal they said this is going to track. I, I guess that. Might yeah, be the, I think they said something like we have. We have 20 minutes to uh, till this is going to get there, but I guess they got out and left with it. So even if they had shown up there, they would have been like, "Oh no, the the distress signal still going on," and maybe had to go straight maybe to them. Who knows? The, maybe it was meant for the the officer on board. Maybe that was his personal distress beacon. Right, like if he, he if he had to take like a uh, you know uh, what do they call those escape pods? There, he, he takes one of those. Maybe they gotta find him. All right, it. I'll go with that. Maybe, maybe it's one of those things to where like he has to like press it. It's it's like a dead man switch to where if it's not like checked in every five minutes, like the person doesn't like rub their thumb on it or something, it activates to say that whoever's it is is not responding. So assume they are dead. It yeah, that was a little. That was a uh, an Easter egg in itself, right, Zach? The uh, who was it? The New Republic. We got to see a lot of New Republic stuff. That was kind of. I really enjoyed that. Those droids. But yeah. uh, you, you know who that guy was, right? The New Republic guy. Matt Anakin Lancer. Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, little Annie. Star well, of disaster Annie. movie. 
is he? Now is that, he in Disaster Movie? Yes, he is, folks. He is in Disaster Movie. You know everybody's favorite parody movie from 2008? Oh, it's, it's in the top ten, I'm sure, of those. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, it's okay. The tracking thing is weird in the sense of this specific episode and just in general. Like, how does the tracking fob work? Um, it seems to be like a plot device that just it can track anything anywhere. It doesn't matter where it is. It just it seems that every single character in Star Wars has a tracking fob. And if you have access to it, you can find them. Um, I wonder where Luke Skywalker's tracking fob was during the events of The Force Awakens. Because they could have found him in about, I don't know, a half an hour. Uh, yeah. I have no idea how the tracking fob works. I when did this start? Did this start in Last Jedi with Rey? I don't know. Is, they, is that what that's considered? A tra- I think, doesn't Leia have a very specific name for it that I'm pretty sure isn't a tracking? Did she say tracking, Bob? No, I don't mean. I guess you put a bounty on Ray. Just go get, you'll find Luke, too. As you do in Star Wars, everybody just has like some sort well, of weird, but even, like. But then, uh, and that's, and thanks for saying that. I'm like, how in the world did they know what the key, it's keying off of when they all decide to go? I, I just, I, I'm like, Unfortunately, I was enjoying the episode that made me think. I go, okay, they're all tracking on him. What's it tracking? Is it tracking the the Mando, or is it tracking the the package? I was like, okay, guys, whatever. I get it. It's it's a plot device, like Zach saying. But I was like, okay, wait, no. which tracking fob are we talking? Are we talking about the from the Baby Yoda one, maybe the, like the one well, that they're the all Yoda tracking Mando with. Have, Okay, yeah, the I, Baby Yoda one, I'm assuming those tracking fobs are like when you get a bounty or you get like brought in, you get like probably something injected under your skin or something. Or they like there's some way to like get your digital bio signature and that's how they track it. It's so I agree. It's probably something like that, Zanger. I agree. And then, you know, and this one I, I I agree maybe it's just a like a dead man switch for this this guy yep. in the control room and, and then the, but the problem is I guess the signal that he was dead. I, that's the only thing, because if not, they're trying to find him and save him, and they just blew him up. Well, I guess they're just trying to find out. You know, they probably went there. He wasn't there. They they're still getting a signal somewhere else. They're like, oh, these must have been the people that went in there or got in there or something. But yeah, these no idiots took it's, it with them. It's it's a cup a couple of very loose brush strokes, and you're and you've destroyed it, and they escape, and uh, Baby Yoda and and Mando are happy. See, did you guys notice? Yeah, and I'll be real quick because we're talking about the end of chapter six. And um, so he he kills the droid zero, which is another uh, almost you know very well known person doing the voice, uh, the guy from IT Crowd, right? He was the voice of yeah, he was the voice of zero the droid. But he killed that droid in in his ship. Uh, that droid's gun. That thing looked a lot like the Boba Fett gun that we've always yep. known. I, yes, I noticed that. Yes, so, yes. so that's that's now on his ship, correct? The EE3, yes. The EE3, yes. right. Oh, yep. no. Yeah, Plus, he's got it ideas. now. Well, okay. One last thing I want to go to before we kind of transition to that, because I think we can then discuss the end of uh, Chapter 5, is did anybody else find it interesting that I know in Chapter 3, Space Carl Weathers is telling the Mandalorian that, like, oh, if you don't like what they're doing with the, with the child, report it to the New Republic. And not Boba Fett says, like, well, that's a joke. And then we have this, and the New Republic goes out of its way for like a tracking beacon to a pilot that they know is dead. 
And it's like, why would they go at, like, if they are so concerned about a, a dead pilot's tracking beacon, or however we've described it, yeah, why wouldn't they be interested in, like, a baby that's Force-sensitive? Why wouldn't they, why would that be? They might not know job? about it. No, I, I know that, though, but why would, like, obviously Mandalorian knows that by turning on the tracking beacon, the New Republic is going to show up and kind of, like, mess things up. So if he knows that much about them, why wouldn't if they're that trigger happy? Why wouldn't he figure? Oh, I have intel on like an imperial remnant. Like that's the thing. Like, he knows they're going to come after this, like like a like a two bit criminal and a tracking beacon. Can you imagine what like Dave Filoni pilot and other Mandalorian director pilots would do if they actually had like <laughs> like imperial remnant people to go after? Like, that's the weird thing. We know so little about the New Republic during this time. And this is one of our very few instances. Like, even in The Force Awakens, we really don't have any God, even like a no, slight grasp. They, they all get the blown Republic. up. We get, they, they all get, get blown, blown up. up we get to meet up. them. That's right. We didn't even get a chance to meet them. That's what I mean, though. It's like, but this is our first instance of getting like an idea of who they are and how they operate. And it's, I guess you point out, they're still flying, what, T-65X wings? They haven't even transitioned into, like, the newer ones. Right. Well, this is that too quick sense. for them to have transferred. Yeah. This well, is, what, like... Six years. What? It's six years after? Yeah. Okay. Do we have the exact date when, when they transitioned from T-65 to, two, to T-70s? <laughs> of course we do. Oh, we're going to see it. We are going to see it. They're going to fill it up. Obviously, we all know it. I mean, Zach, are you saying you don't? Are you saying that you're some peasant that has no clue when it when it is? I mean, I'm not going to say it out loud because that would just be mocking our listeners at this point, who also know. Don't want ever condescend or patronize <laughs> the listeners there. Don't ever. Uh, but no, that was just kind of my thing, though. Like, I was kind of considering that this was they made such a big point of Cowboy Hat Man coming in, like on his uh, proverbial steed. And we just get that, and like you guys said, they're so trigger happy. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna blow this base up. We don't care who lives there, or maybe if some like junker just yeah. found it, we're just gonna blow the whole thing up." Well, and it's like, I, oh, I, 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 okay. Oh, Zanger found out. Go ahead, Zanger, tell us. Wait, when when they switch over? Yes, you're getting ready to tell us. Go ahead. Oh no, no, I I'm <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, Jim, you obviously know too. Like I said, I don't want to, you know. Pander down to the listener who obviously knows the answer to that too. Sure, like and I would be what? wasting wasting breath, time, and everything else if I said something. Well, you know what? Let's let the listeners the tell us when on the so we they can they can put on our Facebook page and they can tell us. Yes, we, everybody. So everybody will know by knowing. Yes, except for Zach. <laughs> yes, Zach won't know. Well, we will. That will be the cue, listeners. Please. Chime in, that'll be how many people we know are listening. You can go ahead and give the answer, even if it's given, we'll give you credit. It's okay. Now, one thing I did like about episode six, I tell you okay. that the, the, the Twi'leks screech annoyed the daylights out of me. Every time <laughs> she did it, it I was like, ah, every time. I don't know. By the end of the episode, I was like, really? That was so you're saying you weren't a fan of that? But were you okay with um, <laughs> with them having uh, fangs? Apparently, uh, yeah. I, I, the, the fang, I was like, "Ooh, I didn't know they had fangs. I don't know if that's something custom to her." But I was like, "Interesting." I think, 
I thought about that too, and I think if you think back to our first, you know, Twi'lek we really knew in Bib Fortuna, I mean, he looked he looked way older and like garbage, but all his teeth were all sharp. So maybe that's something that happens yeah. over a the Twi'lek's life. They eventually turn into full on Monster Mash Dracula uh, versions, not just the little like Twilight vampires they are right now. Well, it, one thing that 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 bugged me about Episode Six was chapter. That, that, Chapter, oh God, chapter, chapter. six. I believe it bugged me about chapter six in there. <laughs> Thank was, uh, you know, they get on board the ship, this, this crew of supposedly really good mercenaries, and they get pinned down within two seconds, and they can't do anything. And Mandalorian has to go around, turn around, and come behind them and take them out. I just thought this makeup of this crew, in, in terms of being believable, I was just like, oh. I took that. Yeah, that seemed seemed to me more like they were like, because Space Bill Burr said something like, I thought this guy guy was good. Like, I think he assumed Mando was just going to take him out. So they were almost waiting. Because later on, there's a scene where he turns a corner and he just wastes three of those droids, like, immediately. Uh, He does kind of prove, like, how good he is pretty much right before the end. But I don't know. Maybe I, I, I thought about that, too. That was really weird. Well, and then this stupid little one gun that comes over his shoulder. (laughs) <laughs> that cop, I was like, oh my word. Okay. Clemens or whatever his name was. Phil Burr. Yeah, May- Mayfield, right? Mayfield. Mayfield. Was- Mayfield, yeah. Mayfield. <laughs> I was like, you're supposedly, you're awful whiny for supposedly have all this planned out and you still screwed it all up. Whatever. Okay. I'm with you. Fair enough. All right. I'm looking at the Force Awakens visual dictionary, and there's an entire thing about T70X wings, yet no mention of when they transitioned from the T65. Well, once again, obviously, we are wasting breath, time, and effort for the listener that already knows this. That's right. right. Time to go to Wikipedia, folks. (laughs) Oh, my. I am going to find this out come hell or high water. Did anybody else, I know it was brought up in the Knights of Vader Facebook group, but did anyone else get a feeling from the female Twi'lek that she basically was playing like Star Wars Harley Quinn? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that felt a little like on the nose where I'm like, aha, I see what you're doing here. Harley Quinn's popular, so we're going to make a Star Wars version of her. Speaking of which, they just came out with that. Um, the DC Unlimited just came out with their like Harley Quinn adult series because mm-hmm. they can cuss and there's blood. It's pretty funny. I I, I actually I watched Boy. the first episode and kind of enjoyed it. And I can say episode. That's okay. What is this? It's like not, dirty. Not, not, it's, like, it's okay. It's, not chapter. We're okay. That's all right. It's, all right. it's like dirty Batman. Is that what this is? Uh, it's like adult it's dirty bas- Batman verse. No, it's it's basically like they all cuss and when they like hit people, blood. It's basically like for the people who watch the Batman animated series, aged up now to watch it. And stuff like okay. there's there's jokes, but this, since this is the Christian server, I will refrain from making references. But there's innuendo about what Batman does with bats by Harley Quinn, and that's why he's called Batman. And Jim oh, Gordon's boy. like like on edge in the entire series, and like a drunk lunatic too. But so. Zach, this is like this is like Batpool seems right up your alley. <laughs> Yippee! It's free to watch on uh, YouTube. First episode's available. And huh. dead silence afterwards. Cool. No, I'm no, I'm reading. Huh, that's that's a thing that exists. No, apparently T70s are outdated by the events of the sequel trilogy because there's T85 X-wings. Are those the orange yeah. ones? There's one thing I noticed. Those T70s, they were a bit. My <laughs> yeah. 
No, it seems like the T the T seventy, according to Wikipedia, was there was a prototype by the events of the Battle of Jakku, but it had been more or less been retired as a starfighter, like a workhorse, by the events of the First Order conflict in favor of the T eighty five. But they were all the T eighty fives were destroyed apparently during the uh, <laughs> the cataclysm of the Hosnian system. Huh. There you go. Apparently, T-85s were referenced in Resistance Reborn, and I have no memory of that. I'm surprised you have any memories about that show to begin with. No, the book's a book. Oh. I'm surprised you have any memories of that book to begin with. Oh, that's where it was. In Star Wars Resistance, we see T-85s. That's who. Uh, that's what Kaz, uh, Kaz uh, flies like in the first episode. That's what those were. They're T-85s. Go figure. Huh. Hmm. They're kind of they're cool looking, actually. Yeah, it's a shame okay. Kylo Ren took them all out. Yeah. Yeah. So we have our so we have a non-answer in that there was at least one prototype around by the events of the Battle of Jakku, but really nothing beyond that. Hooray! I Hooray. still want to see what the, I still want to hear what the fans have to say. Yes, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Comment down below. So where were we? I kind of got distracted reading about X wings. What, what was the last point we left off on? Um. Did, okay. So. Ellie and me have been actually able to watch these together, and she's like, "This is kind of dark for Dit." Well, first her thing was, "Okay, how long until they betray him?" And I was oh, like, "Oh, in this episode, betray him? yeah." And she's like, "Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't they?" And I'm like, "I, I said, I wonder why they're going to betray him because I thought they were going to find out something about the kid, and that's when they were going to betray him. That they weren't planning on doing it. They were going to be straight up found out about like the kid from that message or something, and that's when they turn on him. But they were I was surprised on the time. turn, though. Yeah. I was surprised on the turn. I that, that caught me off guard. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." That did catch me off guard. Oh, and it then, caught me as well. I, I think I'm just super naive watching these. I just get so sucked in, and I, all logic kind of goes out. I'm not, you know, paying that deal of attention. I guess so I'm staying in the moment. Well, and then did the guy that the the guy who ran the show who sent them all off to do the mission. He was what wasn't he the detective out of Batman Begins? Yes, you are correct, sir. Yeah, and that's right. He's in something else too. too. I think he's a son of anarchy as well. Yeah, well, and, and then he's also in what? Too Fast, Too Furious. He's also in that. Yeah. <laughs> There's your Fast and Furious reference, people. I mean, um, if he, you're playing bingo. I think someone just got one. I mean, I can imagine him and just the, he is that role in everything. It's like I used to run the gang. I don't run out no more, but I still organize it. He's like a space biker redneck. He was pretty great. <laughs> bad, yeah. He plays bad detective. Yeah. Yeah. He, he plays a sleazy, like, two-bit criminal. Yes. Yeah, they did good with all of them. I, I'm surprised because I, I, mean, I am a, a very big fan of Bill Burr's comedy. And to, to think of him in Star Wars, I was like, it's going to be, like, ridiculous. But I think he did great. And he got we got the first time someone called him on a wise A in Star Wars from uh, from Bill Burr. So it was nice. And we also got that a scene, it, like, joke. Y'all, we get making fun of Gungans. Oh, that's got to go on the soundboard. Him saying, me so look like this. Like, oh, that was that was pretty great stuff. Also a reference to um the Canto Bite. So so I, I feel like he was just like, what's something that's going to anger every Star Wars fan that I can bring up in like two quick sentences? Talk about <laughs> Gungans and talk about Canto Bite. Got it. Yeah, they're like, all right, we already hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, again, I, the vibe I got from this episode was that clearly this episode was the, uh, the basis of what the Boba Fett movie was going to be. 
I know for a while now that was always kind of the assumption that like when Han Solo movie died, it's they just kind of folded their ideas for the Boba Fett film into this show. And this was always the rumored plot of what the Boba Fett movie was going to be. It was that Boba Fett was going to be part of like an ensemble to uh, conduct some sort of heist. And clearly this is kind of like a, a super condensed version as to what this that film could have been. Except that there's always rumors that it was going to involve like Bosk and Dengar. <laughs> and I, was, and I was kind of surprised we didn't get more like name drops of like, that's one thing I got to say about the show. Yeah. We don't get a lot of name drops of characters. Well, who's to say they're still around? Well, it's only well, six years s- Solo later. Drop, Solo was big on the name drops. You got the Bosk name drop. What there was a, uh, who Sam was it? Sisters. The, uh, or a sing, or a sing, right? Which she was referenced as being taken out by Woody, right? Well, no, you'd still think that like some of these characters like would still be floating around, just like even six years later. Because I think even in the um, aftermath books during the Battle of Jakku, like Dengar's around. Uh, a lot of these characters are still are still working. There's no reason to believe that six years after the Empire, or technically five years, they would be like, okay, I'm done. I'm I'm, I'm kind of like hanging up my my spurs. As much as you know, I like the whatever his name was, Blur, the 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 devil guy, Clancy Brown. Thinking about Clancy Brown playing Dengar would actually kind of fit pretty well. I could see him being <laughs> that you know kind of dumb guy under there. It would, it would have been fun. Except that Simon Pegg is Dengar. Did you guys notice? And I had to pause this because when I watched it with my sons, my sons still are super into Mandalorian. Uh, we're talking about a six-year-old and nine-year-old, and when Friday. Oh, and by the way, I know this is way later; they've seen it. But Wednesday, we get our next Mando, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 It's a couple of days from now. We we had the Fortnite event yesterday that everyone, of course, watched and loved. Did you see that, Zach? Did you see no. the Fortnite event? I did not. Can I tell you? Can I just tell you real quick about the Fortnite event that happened yesterday? Please do. <laughs> Yo, JJ is on it. He's there. So is the his, Millennium Wait, Falcon, wait, wait, wait. Is his weapon a mystery box? No, listen. <laughs> it just he, shoots smaller boxes. One. He brings one. So the Millennium Falcon lands in Fortnite, and the players are all there. And there, some of them have Star Wars skins, and they're like these things to vote, and they're like, "We're gonna play you." J.J. Abrams walks out of the Falcon, and he's doing Fortnite dances. This is what happened. Uh, <laughs> a, a video game J.J. Abrams talked to the crowd and said, "Okay, what scene do you guys want to see next? Is it, you want to see something with a Jedi mind trick, or this, or this?" And everyone picked Jedi mind trick, and they played a scene that hadn't been seen yet from the yeah. Uh, I heard about that part. I, I I watched it with them. I said, "Okay, it, it wasn't terrible." And then he's like, here's my mystery box. Uh, my, my people need me. And he went in the Falcon and he left. And everyone beat up the mystery box and everyone got lightsabers. And so <laughs> this really happened. Then they all could kill themselves with lightsabers. Hooray. <laughs> so is that the response I'm supposed I, to give? It was a. Th- it it is. It's so short. It's really funny to actually watch that part. But I just wanted to uh, pass that on from someone with youngins in the house watching it. What I think is so weird is that the Fortnite Fortnite got more Star Wars Rise of Skywalker content than the actual Star Wars video game that's out here, out the, uh, Battlefront <laughs> 2. To remind everyone that Zach is still the sole person playing that game. But still, we are, we are getting like a Rise of Skywalker update like in a few days. But like, it's so weird that like Fortnite gets it before the actual Star Wars game does. <laughs> and I get it. Like more people play Fortnite than Battlefront too. But come on, Disney. Like show some love to like like 
the property that's in house. Like, just give it to us now. Why do we have to wait until like the nineteenth? I I gotta think they're making way more money because they can those they have to buy all those skins. That's all a bunch of people run around as Ray. That, that those are expensive. Like all the that's like buying a video game every time they buy one of those is weird. I guess, but still. It's like, come on. Like, that's not it's like I've been playing Battlefront 2, like Sanger said, for like two years straight now. It's like throw me a bone. I'm frustrated all the time. I'm, I'm trying You'll to play as Palpatine. I know, I know. But uh yeah, episode or chapter six, uh <laughs> getting there, people. <laughs> We're getting there. Um yeah, it's neat. It's cool. Um I dug it, I thought it was great. I think it's what the show should be. Uh Unless anyone has anything else to say, should we move on to uh, chapter five or? I, I just want to chapter six. I just want to make sure that, that that we got this down for the listener who's keeping track at home. Uh, so Zach on chapter one, no two, yay three. What what was your opinion no, on three? Like, I, don't, I don't like three because it, it ends with an army of Boba Fett, and that's stupid. True. Okay, <laughs> that's, so and that's everyone's after, favorite. That's like the most popular. I, one. Of, oh, of course it is. Oh come on, Zach. <laughs> so. <laughs> so wait, it's 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 tied now. It's tied up with two yays and two nays for Zach for this. No, year. no, no. I don't like episode oh, chapter one. I like chapter two. I don't like chapter three. I like chapter four. Wait, no, you're, you're skipping. You're skipping. You're not supposed to say what you like about four and five yet. Four um, and six. Okay. Okay. I, I like chapter six. Uh, chapter so, five. So, as of right now, stop spoiling it for our listener. As of right now, you are tied up. Sure, okay, I'm, I'm all tied up, Sarah. <laughs> I said what my opinion on Chapter 5 was, like, during the Festivus episode. Like, Russ and I were, like, talking yeah, about it. Yeah, but you kept that's on true. spoiling stuff for me, so then when I watch I'm like, oh, that's what they were talking about. <laughs> I, like, I was swear. cursing you guys the entire episode, because as I soon as stuff all I said was Kyle Katarn. I think I said Kyle Katarn once, and there might, well, might there, have been it. There was a like, reference to, oh, like, like, the mystery at the end. Thing. There was a reference to Moss Eisley, so then when they're like, there's only one bar in that town, I'm like... Oh, I know where he's going. I spoil nothing of significance. Yeah. All right, episode four. Chapter five. God dang it, I'm doing it myself. <laughs> chapter, chapter five. Chapter five. Chapter five is, if it weren't for chapter one, chapter five would be my least favorite episode of the series. Wow. Um, the, only, the only redeeming portion of chapter five is Mandalorian making a deal with the Tusken Raiders. And that I is very great. Yes, and I'm a little. I'm like, okay. I know you can't say this phrase anymore, but I'm a little disappointed that they didn't use the the the, the name for the Tuscan Raiders that Obi Wan uses during A New Hope. I'm I was no. a little disappointed. Like Mando's, like I don't know, whoever the guy is, Guy McFace, is like, oh, like what is it? He's like Tuscan Raiders, and I'm like, they're not Tuscan Raiders. They're another term we can't say anymore. Like that's oh, kind. Of, right. That should have been that should have been the first bleep in Star Wars history where it's like, no, <laughs> there's beep. I was really hoping he would say native Tatooineers, but he did mention that <laughs> he's like he's like they they're pretty sure that this is their land, and I was like, yes, a little respect to our Tuscan Raider native Tatooineer friends. I, I I love the part where he's like, you can ask him yourself, and it's just that pan over with the <laughs> yeah, was like the Oka Boka moment and sort of like a little jumpy. I would have loved it at one point, Mando's like, there was this one time where this kid with a blue laser sword came in and started wiping them all out because he doesn't like sand. <laughs> like, we hate those guys, too. He's like, yeah. <laughs> well, but I tell you, on a side note, it was funny. We have a, a Tuscan in our group. We have two, I think. And it was funny. They said they, they both always travel in packs. 
Well, we were getting ready to do a troop, and the other one, of course, episode five had played, and they go, are we supposed to do sign language now? And I I laughed, and I looked at them, I said, yeah, there's just one good universal symbol, and they all chuckled, and we moved on. Uh, But yeah, it, uh, yeah, that was rather entertaining. I enjoyed that, that, the the Tuscans being in it. There you go, see the Tuscans. The Tuscan cosplayers get a little wrinkle too. Before all, they just had to go just er, 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 yell and do that. Now they can be okay. like, "All right, we can have an actual uh, uh, civil conversation." It's kind of cool. Apparently, that um, actor, the one that was doing the sign language with um, Mando, was apparently a famous like sign language actor or someone in yeah. like the, that that community. That makes sense. I mean, you never got to see his face, but but yeah, I just thought that was a nice, cool little thing there. We can't that. see anything out of those costumes anyway. <laughs> True. I mean, really, seriously, you can't. You have uh, the eye spots, and that's it. It's it's amazing that there you can even walk in those damn costumes. So we had the speeder. So okay, this the one montage, decided, the speeder bike montage. Well, they had that. This one is pretty um, chock full of nostalgia. Not just Star Wars nostalgia. There's a little bit of. Um, alien nostalgia in there too from um from the alien series because that hairdo is straight oh, up right. um what's her name from alien ripley there we go yeah. rip ripley yeah you the amy sedaris yeah. character yep was that a famous actress i i thought i recognized her but i couldn't quite place her yes i thought amy it was sedaris uh she was on you remember that strangers with candy show uh <laughs> on comedy central that's that's her jerry blank Okay, I recognized her, but I couldn't place her. Good old Amy Sedaris. Well, yeah. you got the you got the uh, you got the droids. I thought those were good. The fit droids. You got do back. Yes, we got do back, and then we got the we got the rusting ship that's still rusting outside of the cantina. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, Zach, what stuff did you not like that we're all going to say we liked from this episode? This is another one of those episodes It's just punching it in the face With a nostalgia It's like no Like I didn't even pick up on the rusting bike Outside the cantina and that But now he hates me. it <laughs> Now I hate it But like the <laughs> fact that we have to go back to the same bar That is go- droid run That is droid run now What do you freaking do And then we go and we see Guy McFace Sitting at the same <laughs> table Han Solo sat at And I'm surprised there weren't carbon scorch marks Behind both of them in the exact same place The little plaque that says Han Solo sat here once and I was no, shot I was hoping <laughs> it's, They want to keep on our yeah, they're keeping it on our side. So Greedo never shot. So I, I actually <laughs> like that that's not there. That means Greedo never even shot anything. So we, we're back yeah. to the original. Oh, uh, yeah. But that, again, that's the sort of stuff that just makes me angry. Again, the Tuscan Raider stuff I have no problem with. I love that. And the one thing I did find, like, uh, horribly comical is that, like, in the pre release hype for this, where, like, John Favreau comes out on stage at, like, D23, he's like, guys, and it's a very, like, like oh, God. Steve Jobs, like Apple announcement things, like we got her, we got Ming Na Wen, she's in the Mandalorian. Then you watch the show and she has about 40 seconds of screen time. It gets like a cheap shot blaster in her abdomen, and that's yep. it. And I'm like, I'm like, that's what you've been hyping up. An actress that, like, like again, she's again, Ming Na Wen's been around forever, but like you hyped her up for roughly a 30 second role where she dies kind of like. As a what? Not a wuss, but like she kind of dies like in a really horrible way. Goes out like a punk. I mean, exactly. Really. 
Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, just again, it's another example of Disney doesn't know how to market any of this, but it's it's like, oh, I'm like, cool, I guess. And we have Guy McFace that's just a, a two bit like bounty hunter. It's like, I, I don't know, like that sort of stuff. Like, I get it. Like, I, a lot of this show is just like space western where everybody's kind of like out of their depth outside of the titular character. I'm not sure how many of you watch the TV show, uh, Have Gun Will Travel. The like the Western <laughs> serial from like how many years ago? But like I get it. Like all the characters think they're better than like the protagonist Paladin, and Paladin always kind of like he gets beat up call it, at least once an episode. But he always gets like the jump on everybody, and I get that. I have no problem with that. But like after a while, it's like I want Mandalorian to meet some like like space cowboy that's like, oh, I respect you. I'm not just going to immediately try and take advantage of you. And I guess we got that in the form of Cara Dune. Which yeah, is why I was I really about to say she... that for episode four. Yeah. Dang it. Chapter four. Chapter. <laughs> uh, but Come yeah, on, no. Sanger, get real. Come on. Okay. You suck, Sanger. Um, uh, but no, chapter five, it's not the end of the world. Um, again, I still think chapters one, three are horribly worse, because at least this was like, like a self-contained story. And you had some cute moments like the pit droids, I was going to ask. Sedaris. I was going to ask how, how on a level of one to ten, how angry are you at the pit droids being? No, in it? It, it makes sense for them to be there because we know they're on Tatooine. It makes sense that like Space Amy Sedaris would like hire, like have them around to help like fix ships. And I thought it was neat too that as soon as he comes off the his ship, he sees them coming toward it. And he just pulls the blaster out and they all collapse. No droids, and he walks away. Like that's that's the sort of stuff I like. It's the stuff of not. Or, I'm sorry. Uh, Guy McFace sitting at the exact same booth that Han Solo sat at, and it shot the exact same way with him positioned the same way as Harrison Ford. That sort of stuff drives me nuts. Um, again, I don't mind even the thing at the very end. Like we did, we kind of hinted upon it last week, and we didn't spoil this one for you, Zanger. But nope. at the end of the episode, we have the ambiguous bounty hunter character that sees me. Oh, it's not a bounty hunter. It's not a bounty hunter. It's a it's it's a moth. Oh, is that who you think it is? It's good. I think it's uh, the moth. All right, it's uh, what's his name, uh, Esposito. Yeah, that's that's my thought. That's that, clever. That's thing. that's the train I'm hitching my my wagon to, because I've also heard a few people that are like it's Boba Fett, and I'm like, stop it, stop it now, stop it. Exactly. So that's my opinion on that. I feel like there's another reference that that I, I feel like you would be angry about, and I want to remember what it was. Hmm. Oh, oh, them that her telling the the droids to go chuck them in Beggars Canyon. Yeah, that, that yeah. made me mad. That made me mad. <laughs> well, then what about the uh, what about the uh, the 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 target had the high ground? That's a meme. That that's not that's 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 stupid people on the internet. I have no problem with that. Also, there's the Dune Sea was referenced. That doesn't bother me because that's just like it's a, it's a sand planet. Using the word dune with the word sand planet doesn't bother me. But that's Unlike, that's that's a reference in the like that's been said yeah, before. Luke Zanger, I agree. He's picking and choosing what he's being. Upset he about. is. He is. He's picking because and choosing because that could be applied to. There could be a dune sea on Jakku. It doesn't matter. Beggars Canyon is specific to, to Tatooine. Oh my word! He is Zanger. Even I know he's splitting hairs. Even he I is. Know, I'm generally clueless about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, uh, no, I, I, I just see Zach saying there with an electron microscope and a, and a hair just splitting yeah, that thing. Right, right. 
This really irritated me, but this didn't irritate me at all. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> no, it irritates me just not as much. Come on. So, oh, wait. Wait, there, there was – okay, there was the reference to – um, to not, it's not Kessel. Was it Kessel? No. Oh, no, it was Corellia. Corellia. Yeah, it was Corellia. There was a reference to Corellia, Zach. Oh, when he mentioned the bikes, the bikes being Corellian, like, hey, it's a great Corellia, right? Think about me, Corellia, sitting where Hans at. <laughs> yeah, that gave me the impression he was Corellian also. But, right, Ross, so who, who now, do you think is at the end of Chapter 5? And plus, Zach didn't want all the attention on him. He, he played it off. That was good, Zach. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Deflection, folks, is masterful technique. Even well, I noticed this, so it wasn't time. really a good deflection. <laughs> I just think it's someone we haven't met. I don't. I don't know. Uh, hearing like the, the campaign and stuff, the, I, I don't know who. I hope it's just somebody new, and they're just introducing another person. I don't. I don't want it to be a Clone Wars person. I don't think. I don't think we're ready for that. I don't think we're ready for that with Rise of Skywalker. I don't know how that's going to work. Well, I've called my my shot. It's the it's the moth, the guy who's behind all this. It's him. <laughs> Whatever. Esposito, there we go. His character. This is the way. Thank you. What do you think, Ross? Who do you think it is, or do you not have a specific guess? No, that. Yeah, well, like I said, it could be him. I think it could be. I agree with him because that's somebody that you know isn't in canon yet. I don't think it's Boba Fett. I don't. I know they're putting all those clues that it could be, but I don't know, man. What clues? Well, because he jingle jangles. Jingle right. jangles. He's armor. He, well, he doesn't have his good armor. We knew he wouldn't have that. I don't know. Jingle jangles, I guess. That's all I got. Well, it had a tattered cape. Mm. That's true. Cape. This is and true. He's carrying, and he's carrying a tracking fob, right? I don't think so, we see that much. He goes back and he goes, join me. Oh, I like that EE3 you have. And then Boba Fett is by his side with his weapon, right? Well, no, but I'm talking about what, at the end of the episode. Isn't he carrying a tracking fob and that's how he finds the body? No, I just think he just walks up to it. Uh, <laughs> I think he's whoever was. He, maybe he was or with Shane. her. Or Shane. That's what I meant. She, yeah, it could, could be, be them. Could it's be them. Sabine. It's Sabine. Oh, it's yeah. Bo it's it's Bo. It's Bo Katan. Oh, it's boy. every female Mandalorian character because I have no imagination. What? Yeah, it's a young Holdo before she joined the Resistance. <laughs> And I like that. A true I'm gonna vote for BA, that. A true BA. She could show up anytime. Just so just heads up. Digitally de aged Laura Dern. They just take her character from Blue Velvet and just like digitally mat it into uh, the Mandalorian. No one will even notice. Sandy? Who's Sandy? Somewhere, somewhere somebody's laughing besides yeah, that's this car right now. That is too long of a cape for, for Boba Fett. I, I disprove it. This, Does uh, it, this is also. Is it the Moff character? The Moff character appears to have a cape too, doesn't he? Yes, yep. he does. Yeah, I think that would make more sense. It's somebody even more important than this. That's going to be the real. This is the real big guy, big, big, it, heavy. This we know he's in. Does he have a tracking fob? Is that how he found the damn body? No, he just finds it. Will also hmm. make sense too if, if the Moff, because they have all that Beskar steel. It would make sense for him to also have the armor too, and that could be a great thing. Like that's how Mando completes his armor at the end of the season. He kills uh, the moth, and he st- he takes the armor and melts it down. Then he gets to really be like a hunt, like Mandalorian cross with Iron Man. <laughs> but I mean, it makes sense. Like, uh, that would, explains dude, dude. why the moth would probably jingle jangles that he probably has a uh, Beskar uh, steel. Why right? not? 
Or, or it's, you know, just, just an allusion to the Wild West stuff. But you know what? We're, we're going to go with Zach's thing here because, as, as we all know, he knows when they switch the X-Wings. I have a rough idea of when they, they, they switch. This could be Kitster. Oh, <gasps> okay. Now, if they brought Kitster back, like a drunk Kitster outside the cantina being like, I'll tell you your wizard for some credits. <laughs> now, that is the sort of thing I can get behind. Really? Yes. If we get if we get like a drunken kidster like in the back alley of like the cantina, that, oh. there you go. He's running Watto's shop now. That's what we <laughs> If we got Watto. Well, I think I think in one of the comics, Vader went back to Tatooine and killed Watto. <laughs> oh, sure. I think, Let's that go with that. I think that happens in one of the oh, comics. Man. That's rough. Hey, one of the one of our uh, our listeners of the six or seven we have, let them uh post that what <laughs> comic book that is. You know what, Zinger? I finally thought of another thing in this episode that made me mad. I thought of another one. At one point, Ming-Nan Wen's like, just let me go. I have a transport waiting for me at Mos Espa. And I'm like, I'm like, come on. There's only two, there is only two cities on this (laughs) thinking planet in Jabba's hunt. (laughs) It's not that, you know what, really? Tattooing is not that big. It's, it's like extremely small. It's the size of Rhode Island, more or less. Yes. Well, look, you got Anchorhead, you got Tashi Station, you got Moss Espo, Moss Eisley. There's a couple other mosses, I know that, from playing those old Galaxies games. The Tatooine is roughly the size of every other planet uh, in the galaxy because every map was the same size, I guess. But I'm honestly surprised there wasn't a part in this episode where he had to go to like, Jabba's Palace. Like, like I Honestly, at one point watching this, was like, oh, she's, probably hi- she's hiding out at Jabba's what? Palace. She's you know what? I would have the liked that. They the- should have done that. They should have done that. Oh no, no! I, I think Zach no. broken something. No, that either that is haunted, or it could be the haunted Lars homestead where the occupants were murdered and their ghosts are said to be heard in the winds. Literally, well, no. she was looking for a place to hide out instead of some <laughs> weird lonely mountaintop in the middle of nowhere. I want on record, Luke, Luke. I want, <laughs> or she was going there because she knew that. That Obi-Wan's hut was up there, and she's like, I'll find a lightsaber from that old wizard man. I want on record that this episode is coming out after the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> and what Rush just said about the Lars homestead, I want everybody to think long and hard about that now after seeing the rise of Skywalker. Right. Like, I want every based on the rumors. I want everybody. Don't know the rumors. Don't say anything. I'm not stop, saying anything. Stop, just stop. But I'm not saying anything. But I'm just. I haven't read the rumors. But based on what I have a feeling towards, I want everybody to imagine that now. I want everyone just to imagine. Russ, can you do that again? Give, give me your impression of what happens on the Lars Homestead at night. Luke. Luke. <laughs> All right. I want everybody to imagine that. I could be 100% wrong right now, but I just, I, I want it. And I'll explain it next week. This one's got I'm a bad wrong. motivator. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of R5 is just running around in circles. <laughs> He's still there. We got confirmation in chapter five. The gunslinger. Yeah, yeah was, was that him? Was that R5? Was that the same That's R5? definitely him. It, he yeah. looks really sun beaten down. He's almost pink now. It, it, that's definitely him. That's the other thing that made me angry. <laughs> of course. Of course. At least got the force. You give him a break. That was like... say, now that now that's confirmed that that's him. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, that that's right. Yes, yes, Zegger. Okay. I know what you're. I, go ahead, Zegger. Tell the story. 
Okay, so so um, Ross might I might need your help on this. From the from the weird pages of Zingness comes an episode where we looked up weird Star Wars crap, and Russ threw us this one of that that droid was was um force sensitive, yeah. knew that R two had to be the one, and forced itself to have like a malfunction so that R two would have been picked over him because he had kind of force vision showing him like what R two was gonna do. That's right. why R5 blew the motivator. Yes. Not because it was a bad... <laughs> eventually he moved on and wandered the sands he of Tatooine as a... What as was a, that? As a, that, as a, that yeah, story is actually referenced in what is it? A certain point of view. That yes. Is. And who says there's no good Star Wars stories that have not been put to film yet? That from a certain point of view book is literally the worst thing that's ever happened to Star Wars. <laughs> and, I, and I include the holiday special in that. <laughs> I hate that book so much. There's an entire episode of me talking about that book, and I'm just yelling the entire time. Even more, it is like a mini Festivus episode where I'm like, "Folks, even in that episode, in that book, they have an entire chapter about Boba Fett, and it's essentially the robot chicken version of the character. And it's canon. It's insane how awful that book is. Uh, you know what the worst part is? They're going to do it again for the 40th of of Empire Strikes Back. They're going to do it from another certain point of view. And I'm going to read. It, I'm going to start yelling about it. Oh man, I can't wait! Goddamn Star Wars! All right, so I think we all know where Zach lands on uh, Chapter Five. It's not the worst, but it certainly could be better. So we have um, uh, the Haterade strong right now. Everyone, the Haterade's winning out. No longer tied up. Oh, Zach is no longer tied five. up. I'd say you 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 probably enjoyed Five, even though you got bonked over the head a little bit with the nostalgia. But uh, it's member Barry to beat the crap out of you. It's not as I'll leave it this way. It's not as at least the episode doesn't end with an army of Boba Fett. Yeah. I, I just hope there's not a planet of like um like salt because man, I don't think Zach could take being any more salty. But up 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 up. Chapter four, everyone. Chapter four, the one that's going to divide this podcast straight down the middle. Damn straight. Um, S- second best episode. Either the set, well, it's either what the the fourth best episode of the series or the fifth worst episode. I'll let everybody decide. <laughs> All right, I, so I would even say fifth best. I don't really like. I don't know if I really hate any particular one in a in any kind of way, but yeah, yeah, this one, eh. I enjoyed this one. I actually enjoyed this one a lot. The only thing I can say negative about it is if you take the cast from um. Firefly and put them in this episode and had them do everything instead, it would have changed the episode none whatsoever, and that's why I liked about it. This is four you're talking about? The one with the village and everything? Yeah. 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 It's okay. basically just just put the crew from Firefly in this. It's the same story. Like, it's just, character goes to a planet where they're sort of a feudal thing, there's not much technology, they have to beat something, and, and it's just, it's it's a very self-contained story. Well, they that, get roped in, right, and even even better, they get roped into doing something they really don't want to do. Exactly. Like, like well, how can you go wrong with this? Zach, please tell us how they went wrong with this. No, I like this episode. I really don't have any what? complaints about it. Oh, God, oh, no. Oh. What are we going to do? I kind of like think- how... I kind of like Mando's logic and then just still kind of learn about him when he's like, he gets there, he kind of thinks, well, this is going to be an easy place. There's nobody here. We can hide you here. Oh, you got a village? Well, okay, I will, I'll bring you there. And he realizes real quick, like, ah, nah, this isn't going to work. And how he kind of, he kind of showed me, he kind of rolls with the punches. He's not, he doesn't know, he does not all knowing, you know, completely flawless character, but he kind of knows when he's kind of like, all right, well, this isn't going to work. 
Yeah. No, I thought that was neat. I know a lot of people got, I know like YouTube was mad because uh, Gina Carano beats him up. Um, beat, yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm like, I didn't know that was a bad thing. And yeah, I they, thought she was cool. I don't like usually Gina Carano as an actor. That was cool. You know? He's not going to go around blow. He wasn't like blowing her with fire in the face and everything. I don't he, know. Tried. <laughs> what he, tri- he, he tried to flamethrower her and she steps on his wrist gauntlet. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, he's going right. to get somebody else one of these days with it. He's going to melt the Death Trooper. Yeah. Boy, Clancy Brown. I had no idea. I mean, they're devils. They're from hell. I guess they're immune to fire. But I like that we see you know, the immunity in Star Wars for once of something. It was just kind of fun. Going back to Chapter 6. Sorry. I like Chapter 4. Chapter 4 was neat. I like Gina Carano. I usually don't. like I, Everything I've ever seen Gina Carano in, I, I don't like. Like I, ne- I didn't like her in Fast and Furious 6. Didn't like her in Deadpool. Um, I remember back, like, God, almost like seven, eight years ago, she was in this movie called Haywire. Um, and everybody was like hyping it because it was a, I think a Steven Soderbergh film. And I remember like, oh, this is gonna be so great. And I watched it and like, she's just like mumbles her way through it. And then like, she was great in this. Like, I'd love to see yeah. more, uh, Cara Dune. Like, I hope she shows up again. Yeah. She, she's great in it. The, the story in it's good because it's a self-contained story, but adds the overall narrative of like the self-contained part is them saving them. The overall narrative of is, Boba, not Boba Fett. Uh, Mando trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was about to say Mando Fett, but um, close enough. That's even <laughs> no, better. That's Mando good. Fett. <laughs> I, I, so Mando Fett was trying to trying to find somewhere for the to like just you know he wants to be with the kid, but he knows that the life's too dangerous. But then he figures out, oh wait, I I have to keep this kid with me no matter what now. Well, because he's created the situation. Yep, it's true. And I loved I really did like that whole it reminded me somehow it, it reminded me of the Ewok movie at parts where it was Star Wars, yeah. but it was outside. There were kids around, not in a bad way, though, not because this was well done, I thought. But when the kids were playing with Baby Yoda, I mean, just I was like, all right, you got me. You got me here. The one thing I had a problem with, it, 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 it was the training these people who had never fought anything at all. You need that montage. montage. Yeah, right. Then they did the <laughs> montage thing exactly, Zanger. And then they're whooping ass on these mercenaries who have kicked the out of this village for how long? They weren't yeah, expecting they, they it. They got weapons at least. I like that they, you know, and we have given a little mystery about the the woman who wanted to take uh, Mando's uh, helmet off. That she has some kind of experience, she wanted, but she wanted to take more than that off. But we'll- oh yeah. <laughs> hey oh. And be like, this is not the way. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. You can leave yeah. the helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with it. Okay, Max. But yeah, that's the only real problem I had with it. And then and then they were hyping up the the walker. They made a big deal about an ATST. And 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 they just kept hyping this thing up, and I'm like going, the, the razor crest is right over there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Fly it in and just f- it all up right there and be done with it. Kill them all right up at the thing and then you're done. Then you no wouldn't have a TV comment. show then. Well, that, that's exactly that. You wouldn't have your montage of the, uh, the, the pointy sticks. I get it. Also, I just want to point this out now because I do know about this uh, gift ahead of time. I am oh, getting geez. the uh, Lego, Lego uh, ATST from the Mandalorian. We went through this two weeks ago and Christmas was over last, like, as of like. Oh, like, Merry Christmas, yes, Zanger. Yes. Zanger. I hope you, I really hope you're having a lot of fun putting that together right now. You know what? I, I actually, yeah. Yeah, it's it's sitting on my desk right now staring at me. Did you get your Kylo Ren lightsaber, Zanger? Good for you. Uh, I, I, um, 
Oh, sorry. Time space continuum broke up there. I, did, I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, don't get that on permanent record, Zanger. You're in deep trouble. <laughs> God dang. Yeah, I'm gonna get my ass cut. You're gonna get cut like six different ways and bleed out on the podcast. <laughs> See, Kyle, a red lightsaber. Yes. See. The Lego thing I'm allowed to talk about because I was right there when she got it. She's like, this is the one, right? And I'm like, this is the way. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, sorry. Wrong one. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that works, too. <laughs> so, wait. So, Zach, are you all tied up again? Yeah. I think Zach's 4-2. I think. Oh, is no, it 3-3? Three, three? No, it's 3-3. Three, three. Three, oh, God, it's man. Zach is tied It's a pretty fluid. Up. It's a pretty fluid group. I think Zach just does it just to placate everybody. I think I've heard three different counts on this in the last five minutes. Jim Jim hasn't heard my thoughts. Like I pretty much had a nervous breakdown during the first episode of The Mandalorian. The second one like rebounded Zach, a Zach, lot for me. Hold on. Previously on Knights of Vader, continue. Thank you. Yes, I had I pretty much had a meltdown during episode one. Episode two did a lot of heavy lifting because I really love that episode. And I want on record that the person that directed episode two and episode six, so far my favorite episodes of the series, are both directed by the same person, Rick Fumiyama. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And uh, I want that on record. And my two least favorite episodes are directed by the cowboy hat man. So, uh, huh. well, episode three is right. pretty horrible. I don't mind episode three. It's just that ending. I'm sorry, chapter three. It's there just that end, the end. The ending is the worst thing so far in the show. Well, see, here's really? the problem, Zach. Th- that, that's what you're hanging your head on. That's I the hate, one where you're going. I, oh my god! Really? Yes. Yes. I hate an army of Boba Fett's coming to save the day. I hate that. Well, we so knew they much. existed, though. It wasn't. It then was, they should. And they should have stayed. But they had to help their boy. We knew they were there, and if he yeah. was getting killed, think about it later. You would have been like, "There was an army of Boba Fett's in a, in like two streets he, down. Why did yeah, they come Okay. Them? So okay. Jim, you're with us on this. If it would have been the other way around, he would have been bitching about that. No, I yeah, didn't because I, no, I, I, no, I no, no, because I let like our listeners the, tell us. Let our listeners I, tell us. Everybody, put in below. Put put their <laughs> comments in below. Comment down below if you agree with Zach that an army of Boba Fett is the worst thing to ever happen. To no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I like the ending of where he like kind of like toward the end where he's cornered and he has to oh use God, his wits and his disintegration oh God, rifle to get out. Hairs again, Zanger, he's splitting hairs again. By the way, where is that gun in recent episode? Yeah. You know, if you want to stay real with it, he might have run out of rounds when he was fighting all those guys because I don't think he's used it since when the village. Yeah, it he has was shooting at the ATST. We. Yeah. We have it. It was not in the gunslinger. He did not bring it with him. On he did not take it with him on Tatooine, and we did not see it in the uh, in the in the latest one, the sixth one. Sorry, the one before before the last two we've talked about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Oh, now it was a little low P. Disney he's, nerfed him. Now he's being quiet. Now he's being quiet. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll complain about I, I have so much. That, again, I really like uh, Chapter 4. I think Bryce Dallas Howard does a better job than Cowboy Hat Man. Oh, I'd rather I, have ooh, her do hot stuff. Takes. Hot takes. Everyone get back. Yeah, I will say, these hot takes. as much as I love all of it, I am nervous about the, his growing power. His power is consolidating. <clears throat> I do like I, I do like everything else, but Cowboy Man's power, like he's gonna get a trilogy or something's gonna happen. He's got live action stuff. He's a he's a rebel pilot now. I don't know what's going on. I, has has anyone seen like a recent thing with him in it? I want to know how big his hat is. I wonder if his hat grows with his power. Oh. It's just this just, like 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 it's one of those comically large like um 
like Yosemite Sam hats at this point. <laughs> well, the Emperor's going to have one on. It's going to be like this like, power or something. It's going to have your baby Yoda's flesh wrapped around it. It's going to suck. <laughs> That's how the Mandalorian ends. It ends with him becoming a hat. <laughs> That's how Disney sucks the air out of the Rise of Skywalker. Like all the YouTube people are like, this movie's horrible. And then the Mandalorian ends with baby Yoda being turned I was into a thinking, hat. And they're like, Shh. it would. It would somehow end with like b- b- Baby Yoda and Mando and the lady from the village and all our friends and 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 I've spoken all getting together to kind of talk about it and someone plants one of those trackers on and then Filoni just comes in and just freaking blows the whole <laughs> thing away, just kills everybody and credits. Just a hat comes in, directed by uh, Dave uh, Filoni. No, uh, a hat wearing wolf person comes in and does it all. Oh, his name is Wolfpack in it. It's like it's like Drix Wolfenson. It's like no Tracker, Trapper, Trapper Wolf is that guy's name. Is it real? Is he really? Like oh Trapper. Trapper is also a Mountain Monsters uh, investigator character from that show. Mountain it Monsters. Is. God dang it! It is Trapper, Buck, Huckleberry, all those guys. Yeah, I think so. This is his love of 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 Mountain Monsters mixed with his Wolf obsession. Wolfpack. I feel like Thank every you. time it's said, it should there should be a how afterwards. This is the last podcast that would be allowed in the Wolf Pack at this point. I think because like uh, <laughs> sad wolf noises when you know. Oh. <laughs> See, I don't need a soundboard. Uh, all right. Anything else about Chapter Four? Or uh... I I, I kind of want to go over a few things that um. That have happened that I want to get kind of your guys' opinions on that have happened in these episodes. So, is he a real Mandalorian? Because there's that reference. Right, he's adopted. He's adopted. Yeah, but does that mean that that particular group of Mandalorians adopted him? Or was he adopted into the Mandalorian culture? He's a cultural Mandalorian. He's converted. So, well, He's converted. Then, you got to respect that in, in, in 2020, which is when we were listening to this right now. You have to respect that. Yes, with our 2020 vision. Exactly. Bop, bop, we got oh, God. <laughs> You're welcome. You don't get the blaster shot in that way. Yeah, we didn't deserve it. <laughs> Zach, I'm watching the Mando. The Mandos come to the rescue. I cannot believe you don't like this. I, I, I just can't even believe it. It's dumb. We've seen it before. It's called the Clone Wars. We get we get like five times the amount of them. We see Obi Wan in Boba Fett armor. Yeah, I mean, that's neat. Yeah, that's but, a little I mean, bit different. Live action fans are different, and people watching this is different. They don't have those moments, and so it definitely was like a markup moment. But I know, the, but but that's the difference I made when we discussed that like how many yeah, weeks true. ago. Okay. Was that it's it's like it's animation. It's like th- what you're seeing in the Mandalorian. They didn't put people in Mandalorian costumes with pyrotechnic backpacks. It's all animated. It's just different, like different realization of animation. It's the yeah, exact I, same thing. It's just a matter of like style of preference. That's what it is. But I, I do, big, but what big I do like, like about I do like the Carl Weathers character is probably coming back. That's what I like. About oh yeah, that. that's cool. That's yeah, Space Carl Weathers is cool. Yeah, I like awesome. how he survived. I like that how he survived. Well, okay, I have a question, much like Zenger was saying. Did Mando deliberate? Because remember, Mando sees him put the best scar steel in that very specific, like, breast pocket of his. So did Mando deliberately shoot him right there so he would just be stunned and not killed? 
Probably so. I think he respects him. It gives you, he gives Mando a little more like oomph to him too if he could pull something like that off. Well, I mean, you know he what? does. Go, go go ahead, Jim. And I agree with you. He does aim in, in other spots. He's he's done headshots. Before, you know, he's done headshots. So I I don't know. I I guess yeah. He knows. I think maybe. What do you think, Zanger? This is the way. I I, I think it's on purpose. Before we go on, Jim, sorry, I want to ask you something. <clears throat> Jim, as someone <clears throat> with the 501st, now you, I'm sure, are well aware that the 501st are going to be participating in an episode of Mandalorian. It's one we haven't seen yet, so are you and you and that group really excited about that happening soon? Yes, and then they're also, I guess, some of the 501st people participated in the first episode. Oh, okay, all right. I didn't know that, but yeah, I know the stormtroopers. Yeah, I think that I think that's what also happened because, in fact, that got mentioned last was it last night, night before last. Someone mentioned that in passing when we were putting our kits up. But yeah, oh, oh, it's it's really neat because you know these people put put so much effort and time into their costumes, and they're and a lot of these these costumes and stuff are more screen accurate than accurate is. You know what I mean? And yeah, they, I bet you. I bet you one of the five of first. What, did you say one of them was one of the Tuscans? I said I wouldn't be surprised at all because yeah, said, it looked just like them. Yeah. As I said, there's a, a a lot of the costumes, and it's you know, and why not take advantage of that and have them come up with scratch from scratch when you've got people who already are, are doing it? That's what they do with the R two, with the with the droids and stuff. They'll contact the one gentleman who's involved in it, and they'll have him ship his droids all over the world. That's really cool. And, and Zinger, have you, I mean, uh, yeah, Zinger and Zach, have you seen the pictures of the 501st with the Mando? No, I have, I have not. Okay, well, I won't spoil anything, but they're, you know, okay. The, the, that, that leads me to think that in the next couple of episodes that we haven't seen yet being in the past, that a character we've met is with Mando with all those stormtroopers kind of uh, saying that, oh, someone we have met will come back. Yeah, that's cool. That's fine. We yeah, we wouldn't want to sure. get Zach liking or disliking an episode that's coming up. <laughs> I mean, he he's all tied up right now, so we we gotta get him loosened up. I think it's fair to say I'm probably gonna hate the final episode because it's gonna be some weird like like they're gonna do some weird like pull the rug out from underneath. It's like we know Boba Fett has to show up. We know they're gonna do so, or something like that. They're gonna pull some giant like oh my god like yeah, it's gonna be like uh, the end of the dark uh, the Batman Begins where it's gonna be like Star Wars equivalent like Detective Gordon's gonna show up and be like Mando we have we have a lead on this guy dress is similar to you but he's not a Mandalorian and it's like it'd be like the Boba Fett symbol. And it's be like Amanda will be like, I'll look into it. But that's the that Mandalorian video. symbol. We it found doesn't. Out. It, it's the Boba Fett symbol. It doesn't matter. It's all the, the same. Picture, it's, it's all a, Boba it's Fett. A, it's a hologram of the Slave One. He's a hologram. Yes, exactly. Perfect, Ross. Thank you. You, you did. You, you thought but, of even the worst thing that I could. No, I don't know how you'll feel about this, but imagine at somehow at the end he he realizes his only chance to get rid of Baby Yoda is to smuggle it somewhere with someone who can do anything, and that smuggler is. Who else? Han Solo. Chewbacca. No, yeah, I said Han Solo, his friend, human friend. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I still think the funniest thing they could do is he drops him off at like Luke's Jedi Academy. He's like, okay, baby Yoda, see you in 24 years. And it's like fast forward. We do like a SpongeBob oh, no. level time lapse where it's like 24 years later and we see like the, the, the temple in ruins. And it's like, oh, that oh. didn't turn out so well. 
Well, that wasted entire season that everyone loved. <laughs> All right. Is it? I think it's they're doing in the Kylo Ren comic right now, where it's like showing like what happens like right after he burns the temple down. It's, it's on like, fire. Yeah, the, the new comic like takes place like right like as he's like burning the temple down, Kylo Ren, like like from all the flashbacks we've seen. Ooh, so it's another perspective, or a, a different yeah. point of view. Well, I think it's not a different point of view. It's just uh, it, it's show. <laughs> yeah, but up, up, but up. He did. He didn't take the bite, did he? Like, <laughs> uh, isn't that, but yes, isn't it's that just, there. Isn't that just pain? Isn't that just you know you know? Isn't this that just gratuitous? Way. Isn't that just gratuitous? <laughs> A little bit. I love it. Dune oh, boy, are they at the Dune? Are they at the Dune Sea? Or Vegas Canyon? <laughs> With an army of Boba Fett's flying them around. Hey, don't knock them. Them. Uh, they were cool. Don't knock them. They were cool. I mean, almost as cool as IG eleven. <laughs> yes, yeah, even you had to sit there kind of hesitate over that. Last I did. Time. I have to think about it, man. But I thought out of all my characters out of the whole series so far, I love IG eleven. We hardly knew Yi Ig. He was really great. I, I, I kind of enjoyed. I enjoyed Moss's droid as well. They've done a really good job with droids in this new this talking droids, and even those weird. Like, how does the Republic have droids? It was very like they well, even no, had the symbol and everything. It was really okay. Cool. I've heard. I've heard the backstory on that. Apparently, after like the the stuff was done, like the New Republic lost ninety percent of their troops. Because, like, once the, like, war with the Empire was done, like, everyone kind of went back to what they were doing. So they kind of opted to use droids to help do stuff like security and stuff like that. Like, simple jobs they just need just manpower around for. And they can hire a bunch of bums to fly their X-Wings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised he wasn't riding in on just a space wolf. Well, they could do that. They do that in Rebels, so... Wouldn't that be great? We see Dave Filoni riding a giant like space wolf. Like he's like, okay, I'm gonna blow up the base. <laughs> just it's, in space. It's just a giant space wolf just chewing a base, like in the void of just <laughs> emptiness. Directed by Dave Filoni. <laughs> it's canon, folks. It happened in Rebels. They use they use wolves to go into light speed into a planet, so oh, anything's possible at this point. Space wolves or something. Yep. Chris Cannon. Space whales. Space whales. Yes, that's another yeah, one. Space, space whales. whales too. Why not, people? Why not? Star Star Wars is a mess, folks. And we had the nerve to say the EU is weird. Well, and then look at you. You're splitting their hairs over Baker's Canyon and the Dune Sea. And Man, Dune? you want to... Okay, Zach, how mad would you have been if, if he actually ended up at the Tashi Station and he was picking up power converters? Oh, I would have been mad. That, 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 <laughs> that would have been really mad at that. <laughs> they could have had, had old Cammy and his uh, old so, friend. I was just about to say, if Cammy was there, Cammy's like it's like a hundred years old. Yeah. Well, no, she would be the same age as Luke, pretty much at this time. She would be kind of young if you think it, about it. Like, it'd be like so, every character in Star Wars. They're like forty, and they look like they're a hundred. Well, Tatooine's pretty rough. I mean, look at Obi Wan. Look at exactly. Uh, now I hope to Tatooine and, they would have had the exact same landing bay as they did in A New Hope. I'm no, I mean, they destroyed that. that one. I know. Well, well they had 35. You know 94 was the docking bay. Docking bay 94. Yeah. Docking bay 94. That's right. And they had 35 in this one. It had the same same like art style of the 35. I like that consistency in that one. That was uh, because yeah. at 94, that's something that's going around a little bit. Because once we get, you know, better fidelity of these movies, those little details show out. And like, oh look, they actually put a 94, and they went out and put a 35. So staying very accurate. 
Okay, what's uh, next, Zach? <laughs> didn't Sanger have didn't Sanger have questions? I, I mean, I asked about like whether we think he's a Romandalorian or not. There's always the question of. I mean, we haven't really had any flashbacks though to what's going on with his past and everything. I mean, we've got some stuff from the heist episode of them just talking out their ass. In my I opinion, think, of just I think you need to make armor to have a flashback. We've learned that, and so we we yes. all get set up yeah, with yes. no armor, no flashbacks. armor montage, armor yes. montage. That's the only time you can have a flashback is when someone is uh, doing something with Vascar steel and a horned helmet near you. Sweet helmet. I want that helmet. I'd wear it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not? You know what? You know what? Zanger Jane probably hook you up with that, right, Jim? Oh, what can I hook you up with? The the Spartan helmet for from the um the person that's running the forge. I want that helmet. You know what? I'm sure there's not a 3D capability on it i get my new big uh 3d printer on december 26 it's not legos i know uh <laughs> but it is uh my new 3d printer should arrive december 26th i'll look into it yes which technically you listening that's in the past so it's happened already it's happened no, it's already ha- i've got it and I, i'll i'll let you know next time we chat that will also be in the past so you'll know whether i've got it or not <laughs> oh so man confused. Time is weird. Speaking of which, um, over under on that actually being Yoda. No. With the baby? No. Yeah. No, because oh, time travel does exist in Star yeah. Wars, so Please he shucks no. it through a time portal. Yeah, that's why Yoda knew so much. He just lived it already. And they didn't know. <laughs> yeah, see. He didn't know what has see? happened. No. Zach, what would be what would make you less upset? <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't possible. think we're gonna make Zach happy. We're just gonna make him less upset. So yeah, Zach, Zach, think about your week coming up, Zach. Okay. Wednesday, you have Mando, and then Thursday is 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 the rise of Skywalker, the end, right? Oh, did I mention that I finally bought Jedi Fallen Order? Oh, really? Oh, it's A, hey, it's on sale this week. Yes, that's why that's I finally right. bought it. That's right. Thanks to uh, Zach. I didn't know that. Yes, no, this is gonna be a weird week for Star Wars stuff. Like I I get, I'm genuinely terrified of the rise of Skywalker right now. Um, it's funny last week's episode, which nobody's heard yet. Cause I haven't released it yet. I talked to John justice and he knows all the rumors and spoilers and stuff. And what he was, he kind of laid out a map slash minefield for me. Why you got so far, Zach, you were so no, close. He, he didn't tell me anything. You know, I asked him to kind of tell me what should I be leery of? Like, is there anything like when we're getting to like specific portions of like, like halfway through the movie, three quarters, like a, like a third, should I be like, like be careful of any moment? He's laid out all the weird stuff to me. Wait, and, wait. So you mean John out. justice, author <laughs> of embark and also embark Two. Treasure in Darkness, available now on Amazon and also through Audible as audiobooks. Si, senor. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, the uh, very we, same. <laughs> what's really weird, though, is that, like, it, it, it happened a couple of days ago, like, the whole, like, Rise of Skywalker soundtrack leak. Not the whole thing, but, like, the For Your Consideration, like, Oscar play um, soundtrack leaked. And if you listen to some of those, like, like like bits of the soundtrack combined with like the track listing, they it lays out a pretty clear picture of what's going to happen in the movie, or at least I think I'm it does. Avoiding, yes, it's just so close. I feel like I've gotten so close now that I I I it felt weird even seeing that little Fortnite scene today, which thankfully it wasn't terrible. I just so. feel like um like a YouTube thing is going to ruin it for me. Like just not even watching it, just just the image. I'm just going to be like, I'm going to sit down and be like, 
I'm going to check out YouTube on Friday. You I, do, you do know that the like premiere is like the next. Is, I think the critics critic screenings are Tuesday night, and uh, the review embargoes drop midnight Wednesday. So like by, I'm not joking. By like Wednesday, I'm gonna what, have to shut off the internet. Yeah. By I'm, by I'm Wednesday, like Wednesday at three a.m., like the entire plot of the movie will be out. Like if you value any sort of like. Uh, going into this even slightly blind, you're gonna have to like unplug your modem like Wednesday morning. <laughs> God dang it! Damn. But how do I release this week's episode of Zingness? You're Damn. in trouble, sir. There's no episode of Zingness this week. Oh dear. Go, go read one of those great books that Zach reviewed, and that will just keep us keep your <laughs> mind focused on Star Wars and stay off the internet. Or you know what? To just not even go near Star Wars, but still get something like it, I could re-listen to Treasure in Darkness, the second book in the Embark series by John Justice. <laughs> so, <laughs> Zenger, I don't know what your endgame is for this, but I'm fascinated as to what it could be. Look, the only spoilers I need are from McDonald's. and those Happy Meals, okay? We gotta eat oh, yes, up. yes. Please tell your Happy Meal stories, both of you. <laughs> I this think Russ is... Russ is Russ's is more interesting than I think mine. Oh, well, I got lucky that the one I wanted, um, someone in my wife's co-worker from Texas came in for a party, and she's like, I got this. Oh, here it is. It's Ray. And I was like, okay, cool. I got Ray already. The, and But then I was like, well, I got excited. I'm like, oh, let's go see if they're here. So I go, and I buy two Happy Meals. I go, give me a chicken nugget one, a cheeseburger <laughs> one. Give me the Go-Gurt. Give me the, maybe the milk will have it okay. on it. Can, can you and I ate it for lunch, yeah, and I, and I got... I got two Zori Blisses. Wait. So I have Daft Punk. I've got two I've got two <laughs> Daft Punk Zam Wessels and they, they are Daft Punk together. You know you can ask. You know you can ask at the McDonald's yeah. what they've got. Yeah, yeah I know now. After I ate those two those right. two crappy meals who got me I was <laughs> sick as hell. It was just some real <laughs> cheeseburger nuggets and all that. It's just I felt like I felt horrible the whole day after that for the two Zoe Blisses. I didn't know I could just go in and say, give me one, and that's it. <laughs> so I, I just you to confirm. You have children. You yeah, said well, they're happy meals. I was excited. <laughs> I was at work. I wasn't near them. They were in school. I was just wanted to do it. But you're yeah, now I know. You know, here, stop for a second. You're not even helping your cause on this. You just <laughs> literally. <laughs> you have kids, right? Right? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, so I you do. know how Happy Meals work, right? <laughs> they can't <laughs> wait. They the, still haven't gotten the one. Happy Meal thing. That's just not going to work. Happy Meals have been around since you've been a kid. Oh, I know. I thought they were. I thought they were good. <laughs> I forgot. Oh oh I can imagine Ross orders two of them and sits in like in a corner of the restaurant, just like cackling just use, to himself. Just use the app on Wednesday, the McDonald's app on Wednesday. You get two for one. Yeah. It, oh, it's, oh, I just realized something. What? I know Ellie has gone to to McDonald's recently and gotten Happy Meals because I saw the boxes. I have not seen the toys though. Well, look, a coworker to told me if you order well, a coffee, they'll give you a sticker. I think you just ask for stuff and they give it to you there. But like, give me those Star Wars stickers and they give you one because I've gotten people have given me a few since then. I just realized something. This 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 is how I ruin another one of my Christmas gifts and get cut in my ass. I'm about so. to say you're getting ready to get cut. I'm telling you, <laughs> I was getting ready to warn you again. I go. Zanger, just shut the hell up. Just shut up. Christmas is one week away and you're in the process of screwing it up. And I thought that you're pissing your wife off. Damn. I, th I thought you were smarter than this. I'm really worried about you. Freaking trying to play Pokemon. She wanted to play Pokemon. Oh, I turned into a whole thing. 
Come on, what's what's going on with this podcast? Everybody's you guys make fun of me. We got one guy, an adult man, going into a McDonald's ordering happy meals. We have Zenger and his wife arguing over who gets the Pokemon. It's like, come on, we're the adults here. Well, well Zenger's under the threat of getting cut multiple times <laughs> in the ass, right? Well, like and then, and then poor Zach. Zach can't decide whether he's happy or upset with nostalgia. He's splitting hairs. We're just okay. Wait, mess. wait. All right, I just want to establish which is weirder. Russ going in, not buying them for his kids, or a single man going in and then being irritated that he isn't getting what he wants. So anyway, Zach, tell your story. Okay, so this is my story. Is that I went... What? Oh, nothing, nothing. Oh, we're listening. (laughs) Keep going. We got to hear this. Um, no, I went to like the first McDonald's like last Wednesday. I walked in like it was like there was like nobody in like the restaurant, and it was like ten thirty in the morning. So, I'm like, hi. so you said McDonald's? Got it? Yes, yeah, so I went to McDonald's. And I'm like, hi, like I'm looking for two like the characters, looking for Ray and Kylo Ren. And they kind of just stared at me blankly, and they're like, we don't have the Star Wars toys. And I look around, there's all the Star Wars like banners and like stuff on the TVs, and I'm like, I think you do. And like I'm like, can, I'm like, can you check, please? And they have like a giant, like I'm not even joking. You've probably seen it before. They have like a stack of like all the Happy Meal boxes, like it's like 50 high. And they go through like the first two boxes and they pull out like Han Solo. And I forget who else they had. I think maybe like C3PO or R2D2. And they're like, this, this is it? all we have. This is it, sir. Yeah. We leave. <laughs> Pretty much. And they're like, this is all we have. And I'm like, you have a stack of 48 more. I'm like, can you check at least maybe one more? And they're like, we'll get more on the next truck. What? You're making these people think we just set this up, dude. We got a rush coming in an hour. I love it. Essentially. And they're like, it's like, and they're like, no, like we're going to get more on Friday. I'm like, thank you. And I left and I went to another McDonald's and I asked the guy and he was really nice and they were really busy. I'm like, Hey, like, I know I sound like a weirdo and a creep. I'm like, but can you check and see if you have Kylo Ren and Ray? And he's like, Oh, okay. And like, it was the first two he picked up. He's like, here you go. And four dollars later, I got them, and I said thank you, and I left them a very nice review online. So I, I just want to have this pointed out: they are discontinuing the signature dipping sauce, and it angers me to my core. Oh my god, we went through this two weeks ago as well. (laughs) Oh, we did. I've done. Yes, we talked. We we talked about them. What was the Thousand Island dressing being left out in the sun? Oh, true. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, because it because it had that weird ATST thing with the arm on the front. Yeah, never mind. Did we? Okay. Yeah, when are we going to get more of that? That's McDonald's's fault. This is McDonald's is a running theme of this show. I, <laughs> I, I, we never even got to the bottom of it. That is going to be in uh, re, Return Rise of Skywalker. God, I can't even remember the name of this thing right now. Rise of the so, Resistance, Russ. Oh, God. Rise of the Skywalker. Oh. Resistance of the Skywalkers. But hook face or, or claw face, whatever we called it. I really do hope we do see that thing now. Now I'm amped for that. That's the moment I'm going to pop my fist when I see. We're going to all cheer. We're going to have our Captain America picking up Thor's hammer moment. Each of our own theaters are going to be like, yeah. It's going to pick up a tree. It's going to be like, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is going to be fun. It's oh. going to be fun. All right. So so you ready, to, for, you ready for me to make Zach blindingly angry? I'm always angry, Zanger. I know. You're you're you you're the Hulk of the podcast world. Damn straight. As we all know, the the current um co-host of Zingness is Eric. Good friend of mine, worked together with him, great guy, everything, so on and so forth. Well, a mutual coworker that me and him both used to have, he still does, I don't because I don't work at the same place anymore, has 
for the previous Star Wars movie, rented out the entire theater, like an entire theater that Whoa. he invites only his personal friends to. Oh, that's you really do cool. have to pay for the ticket still. Sure, but he he like covers the like overall cost because he wants the movie going experience for himself with the people he knows. And the people he knows are allowed to bring other people, of course, barring that they aren't jackasses in the theater. Well, Eric got the got the notification from the guy of like, hey, you know who you bring in and everything. Eric is out of town that weekend until Sunday. So he is not able to go to that showing. Neither am I, because since I am not directly in contact with that person, I'm not going to be that person and call him up. So me and Eric are passing up an opportunity to have a private screening of um, Rise of Skywalker. And I know that Zach would have probably killed somebody to have that opportunity. No, I don't think so. (laughs) Okay, he says this now. You guys wait till we have the... You wouldn't believe what happened at my theater. (laughs) No, okay, to be fair, the only times I've had that sort of issue with Star Wars is waiting online because they have no... It's funny, this is a movie theater. You think they understand the concept of having people queue up, and yet they never understand that concept. No, the actual like sitting in the movie theater has never been bad for Star Wars. It's just been like the prelude because for Force Awakens, I sat on a bench for seven hours. To this day, I think should have my name under it. Um, for Rogue <laughs> One, I sat for like four hours. Last Jedi was the horrible one where they kept telling us different times. Uh, but this was back when like I had to get. I guess I should say that um, I think I'm like a genuine sociopath because like I need my seat. If I don't get my seat, I'm just gonna be. I, it's like I'm. Not, why am I even here? I'm not gonna bother wasting my time. Um, but now that there's reserved seating, I really don't have to worry. The only thing I have to worry about is just having like people like sing to like my immediate left and right. They're just like maybe fidgeting or have like phones. That's my only thing I'm really concerned about. Is just like like and like Russ said, I don't think that's gonna be an issue. I think if you're seeing Star Wars Episode Nine like opening night, I would imagine most people would not do that. So Zach, how long is it gonna take before you start using them regal points to buy those other two seats? Oh, I have free tickets again. I could have purchased those seats, except I didn't because we, I, I was I was going to do that, but I actually the tickets sold out by like the very next day. Like I was going to do it, but I figured I had a little bit more time. Um, I, I just say, wanted on record that it did cross his mind. Oh, I was oh yeah, I was going <laughs> to do it hundred percent. I just I just didn't do it fast enough. Like the tickets went on sale whatever day it was, and then like twenty four hours later, I went to go like do it, and uh, they're already both gone. I'm like, well, there goes that day. And I kind of, I kind of got a little angry with myself for not being proactive. I'm proud of you right now, folks. Movies are Jim horrible. might not everything, be, but I am. Everything is horrible. Folks. <laughs> everything is misery. Existence is is pain. That's why I say to myself every time I go into a story. Remember, I guess I guess it's weird that we're talking about the rise of Skywalker, despite the fact that it's been out for a week already when this episode goes out. Um, but like, it's I'm going to do the exact same thing I've done before seeing every Star Wars movie, except for the Force Awakens. Is I'm going to as the like cr- like the previews end and like the theater lights dim, and we get like the Lucasfilm logo, and then we get like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I'm going to repeat the phrase over and over again. Please be good. Please be good. I've done it for Rogue One, <laughs> The Last Jedi, and Solo, and it's worked. The only time I didn't do it was for The Force Awakens, and we all know my opinion on that film. Oh, boy. I'm going to do it again, folks. There. Fingers crossed. I'm just going to sit there and go, this is my nightmare. This is my hell. <laughs> oh, wait. That's what I do every time we record this show. That's my pre-show mantra. <laughs> that's the new uh, Sasquatch sitting on the sidewalk, like, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like selling seashells. 
Yes, my my, my warm up exercises. This is my nightmare. This is my hell. Uh, dear. All right. Anything else? Anything else about the Mandalorian? Or are we gonna? I guess any predictions for episode seven, eight? Like, or I think the big thing Zenger keeps asking is about the helmet. But uh, any chapter. other like major? Oh, God, no. I'm gonna call whatever I want. Uh, <laughs> cha- chapter episode seven and eight. Chapter episode. There we go. Wow. There's so, there's only two more episodes. I mean, two more yeah. chapters left in this <laughs> size. My- I think my own prediction is, yeah, I think we're going to see uh, Giancarlo, our enemy, and I think it's going to be more of a two-parter than a, than a one-off. I think we're done with the one-offs at this point. I think you're just going to set up a conclusion with two episodes. How about you, Jim? How do you think this show, the first season is going to wrap up? I think that's a good idea, what he just said, and I hope it's left on a cliffhanger, too. Oh, uh, I've, I've actually got a summary of what the next episode's about, and it's interesting, but I'm not going to go on that. So, Well, it'll be fun to see what happens, because... Uh, You've already seen it, you listener, you. Do you do we still think that are we going to get any Mandalorian stuff in the Rise of Skywalker? I, I think we all agree that we're going to see the Razor's Crest like in the background, probably one shot, like during the final space battle. Um, but do you think we're going to get anything else? Like, do you think there's going to be a chance that we maybe I don't know, like Avengers Endgame, we're going to see Mando. Mando, Mando, like punching a giant space worm or something? Yeah, he shoots Palpatine with a disintegration shot. <laughs> The only thing that could have stopped me. Ah. Oh, what a world. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out our Facebook group. Type in Knights of Vader in the Facebook, and chances are you'll find us waiting for you. Find us on Instagram, at KOV Podcast. Shoot us an email, kovpodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. Knights of Vader t-shirts. If you're interested in repping your favorite third-rate Star Wars podcast, check out Knights of Vader t-shirts in the show notes or just by going to our Podbean page. For questions, comments, concerns, or snipe remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter and on the Cinemodities podcast. Where we'll be talking about, I think, the sh- David Lynch's The Straight Story, or maybe Tomorrowland. It's one or the other. I don't know. But if you're interested in either one of those, The Straight Story or Tomorrowland, neither of which are on Disney Plus, uh, check out Cinemodies. But with that being said, gentlemen, especially, let's start off with Zanger. Zanger, when you're not predicting my horrible movie going experience, where can people find you? Well, you can find me on the Zingness podcast, talking about nerdy topics every week. On a nerdy topic, I'm going to take a moment to recognize something that I don't think anyone noticed. I was actually successfully playing Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I completed my Pokedex during the recording of this. I had caught all 400 Pokemon. Impressive. Zach is losing nice. his now. I, I, <laughs> and, it would hey, be I was distracted. <laughs> I stayed on topic the entire time. There is no point where you can point out, probably except for me saying episodes that a chapter, where I was not focused. I proved I could do well, it. You Thank said you. he rode a Bulbasaur in episode. I, we didn't know what you were talking about. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Russ. Uh, are you what, what Pokemon game are you currently playing right now? <laughs> on this podcast, none, none. But you can uh, check me out on Unbelievers Podcast. We just recorded a live holiday special that has been out for a couple of weeks at this point, and we'll be back sometime later this January for season two. Oh yeah, folks, we're getting. So you're saying to hear that some- your show has a 2020 vision? Yo. <laughs> All right, in Mister Force Ghost Jim, when you're not forging Boba Fett armor, where can we find you? <laughs> 
Oh, I'm on Facebook or through the, the Knights of Vader podcast. You can uh, find me on Facebook under uh, J-T-T-H-A-Y-N-E. I'm on Facebook. Track me down if you want. Oh, boy, folks. And I guess we should say that uh, this is the last episode of Knights of Vader for 2019 and the last episode of the decade. When you hear oh, us man. next time, it will be in a wow. brand new decade. Yeah, let that sink in, folks. The end of a decade. Wow. <laughs> All righty. Good night, One, but not goodbye. <laughs> and as always, remember Alderaan, down with the Empire! Thank you, Luke.